once again, if you are a guest, we want to welcome you here this morning. If you're looking for a church, you're in the right place. If you're looking for a home church, you're in the right home. Amen. If you're looking for the right family, you're in the right family. We're not perfect. And somebody say, you know what? Uh, That's why I don't like church people because they're phony. So everybody who's not in church is not phony. I don't like to go to church because I, I get church hurt. You get church hurt in church, but you get world hurt outside of the church. Jesus was hurt among his disciples. It didn't stop him from being Jesus. It didn't cause the disciples to walk away. Said, I don't want any more of this. People use so many excuses to justify their actions. And while they accuse us of judging and all that stuff, they're the ones who are judging us. They're just hypocrites. You judging me then? How you know I'm a hypocrite? How you know that these people are not trying the best of their ability, but they are not perfect like anyone else is not perfect? Hello. Yes, I'm doing that right now. Because some of y'all get polluted and affected by that mess. You let people influence you and tell you, you might as well not go to church. The last time I checked, Jesus said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail it. In other words, amen. It doesn't matter. It may not be perfect, but that's where Jesus is. So if there's problems in the world and Jesus not in it, but problems in the church, Jesus in that, I'll settle for where Jesus is. Amen. I'll remind you, if you are a first-time guest, I know you've been standing. I'm going to preach one, two verses of Scripture. You're going to be able to be seated. Uh, If you are a guest, um, when service is immediately over, I need ushers, all ushers and all hostesses on board to help me. We need to get the guests, first-time guests, to the uh, reception area so you can receive a, a gift from us. And after service, we need you to go downstairs in our fellowship hall, our kitchen area. We have a concession stand set up. And if you're a first-time guest, we want to give you some refreshments, hot dog, chips, soda, water, whatever like that, um, free of charge. We are having a a, a fundraiser as well. So if you're not a first-time guest and if you didn't bring a first-time guest, we are selling those items at a minimal fee to raise uh, funds for our church. Amen. Praise God. Um, please keep Sister uh, Donna's daughter uh, in prayer. Um, she was in a serious accident, and we want to pray for her and believe that God is going to touch her and there will be full recovery. So, again, please keep uh, Sister Donna Campbell uh, in prayer um, or pray for her daughter um, who was involved in the accident. Amen. If you have your Bibles, won't you? 
uh, turn to Romans chapter 12. Again, we're not having Sunday school this morning, Children's Church. I, I do apologize, parents. Uh, I will say if you need to take your children out, uh, you, uh, do what you need to do, and just try to get them settled and, and get back in. Um, and that's, that's the best we'll be able to do this morning. So I do apologize. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1, and we'll read verse number 1 and verse number 2. Amen. Praise God. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse number two is what I want to get to. And be not conformed. I need everybody paying attention. If you're doing any work, I need you to stop doing the reading of the word. That can pick up, especially guests. We want guests to hear the word of God. Amen. I'll start over again. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present uh, your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them he's talking to me. Verse number two, and be not conformed to this world, but, everybody say but, but. be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How many want to do the good will of God? The acceptable will of God. And the perfect will of God. I want you to look at your name and tell them it is possible. The devil's been telling you, you can't do the will of God. He's telling you, you can't do the good things of God. He's telling you, you can't do the perfect will of God. The devil is a liar. It is possible. The Bible gives us the ingredients to please God. How many in this place desire to please, please God? Sometimes we think we can please God in our performance. Other times we think we can please him in our prayer. But the Bible makes it clear on the pathway for pleasing God. I want you to clap your hands to the Lord as you're being seated. Come on, somebody give him a shout out. Praise God. I'll take that. So I'll do it now. Thank you, sister. I have a, here. You probably got the last name too. I can make it up too. <laughs> I'm sorry, put you over. So I can make it up. <laughs> I have a Holy Ghost and baptismal certificate to pre 
present to Sar Nakor. I don't know if that's right. I'm batting. I got it right. <laughs> Made up and all. Amen. In the book of Romans, chapter 12, it begins by appealing to the people of God on how to please God and what they need to do to be acceptable unto God. Paul begins to give a discourse as we go through the the book of Romans chapter 12 and we're not going to read all of that obviously but he appeals to us not because of God's deity or because of God's holiness not because God is judge and, and, and he's right. And he's not appealing coming from the standpoint that God will one day judge the earth. And he's not coming from a perspective of correcting God's people. He is actually making appeal because of the tender mercies of God. So Paul begins to write and to pen this and says, Therefore, brethren, I beseech you uh, by the mercies of God. It's not because God is upset with you and God is looking down on you. It's not because God is about to discipline you or punish you. It's because God is merciful. I want to appeal to you on behalf of God's mercy, you see, because things will happen in your life and I want you to have the mercies of God in your life. So I'm appealing to you that you can have everything you need in God to live for him successfully. And it's not because God is a judge, but because God is merciful. So Paul began is the right I am asking you on behalf of God's mercy he said I want you to do this I want you to present your bodies it's a living sacrifice I want you to present it to God just like that and I, I want it to be holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. It is not something that's too high that you can't do. It's not something too great that you can't do. It's not something that's too unreasonable. He said it is your reasonable service to present yourself to him. I want to preach to you this morning on the subject called to transformation called to transformation. It is not an option. God doesn't give, you can choose A, B, C, or D. He has called each and every one of us to a life that can be and will be transformed by the power of God. 
How many like, would like to see their life transformed? Paul gives us the ingredients for this. We've been called to a life of transformation. We've been called to a life of change. God did not call me just to be saved for his future kingdom. God did not call me to be saved just so I can make it to heaven. God did not call me to be saved just so he can transform me when I get over there. Hey, I know and I believe that I'm going to be raptured, meaning my body is going to be changed. If I'm not raptured, even though I die, the Bible says, hey, my body will be changed. I understand at some point in the future, in order for me to inhabit the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, God must take this mortal and put on immortality. He must take this corruptible body and put on an incorruptible body. I know that I am going to one day be transformed. The Bible says, as he is, so shall we be. And I know that I am going to be like him in his kingdom. But I'm telling you what, God is not waiting. And God is not desiring for you to wait on what God is going to do in your future. I'm here to proclaim the future is now. What God chooses to do in your life, God is trying to do it right now. He's not waiting for some distant event to transpire. He's not waiting for some date on the calendar in your future. God is trying to tell you right now you can be transformed by the power of God. I don't have to rely on being the same. I don't have to depend on my own humanity. I don't have to depend on my flesh. And I don't have to uh, reside to the fact that I have to be just like I am. Uh, there is hope in, in, in Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is in me. He said, it's the hope of glory. Jesus Christ in you. Hey, great is he that's in me than he that's in this world. Hey, he said, I'm going to make all things new. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lost living in sin. I'm not bound by sin. I don't have to be the same right now. Paul says, I beseech you. You present your bodies. You must present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Amen. And uh, the Bible says that we can be transformed. I am called to live a life of transformation. The word transformation or transformed is a particular, particularly unique Greek word. It's the Greek word that is pronounced met am, metam, or for <laughs> Metamorpho. What does that sound like? It is the word that we have in our English language as metamorphosis. Many of us understand metamorphosis. It is used in in the process of the caterpillar into becoming a butterfly. And so God 
caused Paul to use this particular Greek word to demonstrate what he desires for his people. And so he says that we can be transformed if we're not conformed to this world. If you want a life change, you can no longer be conformed to this world. But you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It is not an option. The thing is, many times we try to transform ourselves. You don't have the power. You don't have the ability. You don't have the intellect. If you could change yourself, you would be changed. And I'm here to tell you there are many people trying to change themselves, but they're not changed. God and God alone is the only one that has the power to change you. I'm telling you what, and I am standing in the midst of a group of people that have God in their life. Hey, you may be able to change your outside. You may be able to do things to your flesh that will change your identity or your personality or I should say your persona or your appearance. And so I'm telling you what. They, uh, uh, what's that, silicone? I mean, people use silicone, they use uh, Botox and do everything else. I mean, I, I, and the thing is, they, they can change. I, I, I knew a, a, a young black boy, he grew up and then he started looking like a Caucasian white woman. He was able to change his outside. You may be able to change your outside. Oh, hallelujah. You may be able to even alter some of your organs. But that's not the same as transformation. You see, only God can make you somebody brand new. Bruce Jenner may became he became whoever he became. I only know her, her, the name now. Whatever it is, but the thing is, it was still the same person. Still the same heart. He, he was the same person. But let me tell you something. God is able to take you and make you somebody completely new. When people say, who are you? I don't recognize how you think. I don't recognize how you act. I don't recognize. You're not. Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Ghost. You're not what you used to be. Only God has the power to transform me. Now, there are some unique characteristics that make up a butterfly. A butterfly has four stages, or caterpillar, if you will, has four unique and particular stages that it goes through to become this pretty and beautiful butterfly. And God chose to use this word 
transformation. This word that you can apply to this insect that is called a, a caterpillar as it becomes this unique of uh, insect that's able to fly. You see, at one point in the the caterpillar's life, all it did was to crawl. It couldn't go to a higher plane and terrain, and, and all it was was an earth dweller. But at some point in its life, it became a beautiful butterfly where it would take off and soar. Only God can do that. And if God used this animal or insect to indicate what should happen in our lives... Amen. We can take note of these steps and these stages of the butterfly. I want you to know that a butterfly in these four stages, that it is birthed two times. Oh, when a mother butterfly, if you will, has its offsprings, she produces eggs. And so that is its initial state. That is the state that was given to her. That was the state that every butterfly would have to have, and, and, and they couldn't do anything about it. And so when they were born, they had no control over where they were going to be born what plant they were going to be born on, who their mother was, what type of butterfly, their environment around them. They were susceptible to everything around them. I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter how you were born or what you were born in or who your parents were or what was your circumstances to which you were born in. And you may feel like I was born this way, but the Bible says you need to be born again. If you're in this place uh, and you've been born the first time, I got good news for you. Uh, if you're not satisfied with how you were born, uh, hey, if you look at your life and say, something is not right with me. Uh, if you say, I don't fit right with this world. Uh, if you say, hey, I need a change uh, because I'm not satisfied and I'm not comfortable with who I am and what I am. Uh, I have good news for you. God has said, I am willing uh, to transform you uh, and give you new life but you must be born again the bible says uh, that every man that will enter into the kingdom of god uh, must be born of the water uh, and of the spirit uh, in order to see god uh, if you want to see god you must be born again you can't make it into heaven with your first birth Hallelujah. You know you're not satisfied with it. And I'm sorry to tell you, God is not satisfied with it. That's why Jesus said, hey, we've been born into sin. Hey, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. No, not one. It's not just the alcoholic. It's not just the drug addict. It's not just the people that are on death row. Hey, it's not just that person that's doing all types of sin. Even your grandmother needs to be born and, uh, even your grandpappy need to be born again. That's right. Aunt Bessie need to be born again. Uh, Uncle Charlie need to be born again. Everybody need to be born again. Yeah. 
Jesus said, whosoever will, let him come. If you want it, you can get it. Make no excuse. God is calling you to a life of transformation. But you must be born again. Nobody's making fun of you for your life. Nobody's criticizing you. Nobody is judging you. Nobody's looking down on you. We're not coming from a pious religious attitude. We need to be born again also. I'm not coming from a position that's high on a perch, that's looking down on slowly subjects. I realize in my life, hey, that I needed to be born of the water and the spirit because there's none righteous. Not one. And so you depend on your righteousness to be uh, good enough to enter into the kingdom of God. You're selling yourself far short. But the Bible says, in order for me to begin this transformation process, I got to be born again. And that's why the butterfly, before it could become a butterfly, must take on a new birth. You're in this place. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you what. This is a new life. Uh, that you couldn't imagine. Are you still going to have problems? Yes. Uh, are you still going to have pain? Yes. Uh, are you still going to have sorrow? Yes. Uh, are you still going to go through things? Yes. Uh, are there things in your life you may not be able to come? Yes. Uh, hey, but I'm telling you what. Uh, he said, I'm going to make all things new. Uh, so now I don't have to do it alone. Uh, but I have the Holy Ghost in me. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name uh, and filled with the Spirit, uh, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, uh, the gift is for you. Jesus said it's for everybody that God calls. If you say God is calling me, I have a calling on my life. I have God that's beckoning me. I'm telling you what right now, and I'm telling you under the sound of my voice, you need to be born of the water and of the spirit. It's not just a religious right. It's your privilege to be born of the water and of the spirit because it is the will. Of God. Somebody say you need to be born again. again. Tell somebody you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, look at somebody. You need the Holy Ghost. Amen. And guess what? God will give it to you. If you need it, God will give it. If you want it, God will pour it out. If you've never spoken in tongues, that's the Spirit gave utterance. All you got to do is open your heart. All you got to do is surrender your thoughts. All you got to do is repent of your sin. All you have to do is say, God, I'm sorry for the way I've lived and the things I've done for relying on my own righteousness. I am sorry, oh God, but I know and I acknowledge I need you. I can't do on my own. I'm not dependent on my own righteousness. I need your spirit. I need your blood. I need your name. I need your cleansing. I need your power. I need new life. God, give me new life. Give me new life, oh God. Hallelujah. The first thing you must realize is that you can't stay the same. You've been born once. God desires for you to be born again. 
problem is they say birds of a feather flock together. Crows will hang with crows. Pigeons will hang with pigeons. That's just the way it is. Doves will fly with doves. Geese with geese. You don't see geese flying with ducks. Even though we may confuse them. Amen. They just hang with their own. Can I tell you, the problem is sometimes we want to be born again and we want the kingdom of God, but we want to fellowship with things that are not a part of it. You see, a geese can't change who it is. A duck will always be a duck. Amen. A crow will remain a crow. But I'm here to tell you, you don't have to remain the same. God said, I'm able to change you. I'm able to metamorphosize you. I'm able to make you different. I'm able to make you as as, as uh, white as the black. Amen. He said that, you know what? I'm able to take your sins and place it in the sea of forgetfulness. I'm able to take your black soul and wash it and make it white as snow. Hey, I'm able to change your mind and give you a new mind. I'm able to cleanse your heart and give you a new heart. I'm going to put my thoughts in you. I'm going to put my ways in you. And I'm going to cause you to do my will and my purpose. Only God can do that. If you desire to be born again, or if you are born again, you need to fellowship with born again believers. You must connect with people who are born again. Because what you are around, you will become. Can I talk to you for just a few? You must present your bodies as a living sacrifice. You must give God your life and not just profess it. Presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice is more. It goes beyond a simple confession at the altar. It goes much more deeper. It's much more broader than professing my faith and what I believe in. It goes deeper than the concessions that I may make in my life. And so it's not just about a confession. It's not just about profession. It's not about concessions that I make uh, just to kind of make ways with God. Well, I will concede here, little God, and I will concede here, little God, and I will give up a little of this. No, it's not about that. It's an absolute obsession with God. He said, you present your bodies as living sacrifices. That means you become totally and absolutely obsessed with God. And you also become his total possession. When I present my bodies to him, I become totally owned by him. And you see, that's the problem that people have and why they can't make this. Now, some of you wonder, I'm trying to help some of you. You wonder why you still struggle. You wonder why you can't get above a certain lifestyle. You wonder why you can't live for God. Why you keep failing God. Why you keep messing up and slipping up and not doing right. Why you find yourself doing those things that God is saying not to do. Those things 
things that are wrong and you feel they're wrong and you feel the conviction of God on your heart and you say on a Sunday morning, I want to be changed. I need to be changed. Oh God, help me. Get me out of this lifestyle. And then you get out of here and you wonder what's going on when it doesn't seem to work. I'm here to tell you why it doesn't work. Because in order for you to have a transformation, there must be a change in your environment. The word environment means your surroundings and your condition. You see, some people want a transformation in their life, but they keep hanging around the same conditions. I'm trying to help you. Not trying to hurt you. But I'm just telling you, Paul said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, in order for your mind to be renewed, you got to hang around the right people. Because when you hang around the wrong people, your mind can't be renewed. Because it's still doing the same thing that everybody else does. You see, you are a product. Though you may not say it, you are a product of your environment. You may think you're special. You may think you're original. You may think you're the initiator or the one who institutionalizes it but no you do everything based on what you see or what you hear some people say I have my own style stop lying you don't have your own style everything you do what you wear what you say you got from somebody the only way you know how to say mama, mama, because your mother kept on say mama, I say mama, I say mama. Don't say dad, dad, say mama. Go! And that my, 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 my soul. <laughs> Amen. And everything you ate, oh, this is my style. No, hey, it's not like you put all the clothes uh, and on and on the racks and, and said, hey, this is my design. No, you, it wasn't your design. It wasn't your idea. You didn't get it, give it to uh, Vogue. You didn't give it to Tommy. You didn't get it to all those other name brand people. You got it because you saw somebody else with it. Or you saw it and said, hey, I like this. Be not conformed to this world, but be trained. What you are around, you will begin, you will become. What you hear, you will speak. What you think, you will act out. And so you're around certain things, you will begin to act those things out. What you what you continually see, you will begin to mimic. Why do you think children they do exactly what their parents do? In order for a bird, a bird to fly, you see, my bird fly. And every, every species mimic what's around them. And so what am I saying? I'm telling you by nature, every creature, every living creature, uh, it, it's, it's known by science that everything, every living creature adapts to their environment. It's just in us. It's innate. It's just in our being. We will be, we will adapt to whatever we, we, where we're in. And so if you live in Africa, generations and generations and generations, they have adapted to their 
uh, environment. Whether they're Alaskans, they have adapted to their environment. So they become what their environment says they are. That's why you need to hang with the right type of people. You need to fellowship with the right type of people. If you want change, you must change your location. If you want to change in destination, you must change your location. God can't change your destination if you don't change your location. You got to change everybody that, that gives you information. Those people that will tell you what to do. Those people that will give you advice. You want advice, get it from the right source. Because what you hear, you're going to take to yourself. That's why the Bible says, a man, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so if you want to change in life, you must act upon it. You must see. If our environment changes us, all we have to do is to change our environment. If I change my environment, I, my environment will change me. Oh, hallelujah. So if I want to be the person that God has designed me to be, all I got to do is hang with the people that's going in the direction that I need to go in. Why don't I find me an elder to get next to? Why don't I find me a woman, a, a godly woman to kind of link up with? Her? But no, 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 I still need my peer. You need your peer to lead your stick. Oh, hallelujah. I'm trying. I don't want to be mean. But I won't have any friends. That's a lie from hell. Uh, but no, no, those, those church people, there you go, sound like the world. Those, you just isolated and separated yourself from the church. Those church people. Jesus said, I came to die for the church. I'm going to, the only thing that's going up is the church. I don't know about them church people. Oh, you know about worldly, ungodly, sinning people, right? You don't know about pe- pe- people trying to do right and they can't get it right. Or right. well, they hypocrites. Why? Because they're trying? Or they act a certain way in the church and then out of church. Well, I know we got some of them. Now, everybody, don't put everybody in the same group. You find a person that's doing right. Don't go find a person doing everything that you, you, you're trying to get away from, and then you call everybody hypocrites. No, there are some people, hey, I'm telling you what, they don't represent the church. You find it, oh, sh- you find the people that I'm using, they're going to be my representation. And I'm not saying they're perfect. But it's a matter of the way we walk. I'm talking about transformation. Who wanted life change? God is, God is calling you for, for a transformed life. He's calling you to a transform. And I'm not just talking about new people. Do you know the lava or the caterpillar? It, 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 it grows. It eats. It eats. It eats. And do you know what the, 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 the lava or the caterpillar, you know what it eats? Hmm? No, no. It, it, somebody said it. Leaves. It eats. Oh, hallelujah. See, this is how. Now, some species, what they do is they adapt to their environment to blend in for protection. They don't want to be detected to being different. See, see so because they don't want to be a, a, a uh, prey to the predator, 
they try to blend in with the environment. We, we try to blend with the environment out there so we don't fall prey to the predators that are out there. And so when a caterpillar is born and birthed, it's birthed on a plant or something that, that it can take the identity of. So you can't detect it. But what happens, in order for it to go into that, those stages of transformation, guess what the caterpillar begins to do? It begins to tear up its environment. It, oh, it begins to tear down and chew up the environment. It starts to be depleted. Now the environment has changed. You go to where the caterpillar was, you see this tree and this plant. Next thing you know, it's all brown. What did it, it destroyed. It killed the environment that was around it. And all of a sudden, it begins to make a new environment. It begins to make a new habitation. Oh, come on, somebody. I said, you're going to have to tear up the environment you're in. You're going to have to tear up everything that's around you and begin to create something new. Oh, come on. Where there can be a transformation and a change. That's why God told Abraham. He said, Abraham. I want you to get out of your father's house. I want you to get out of that land that you know. I want you to go into a place I'm going to show you. I want you to get away from all your kinfolk. Why? Because they had idolatry in that land. And he said, I want you to get away from everything that's proclaiming to be God. It's not like me. I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to put you into a new land, a place I'm going to give you. But you must change your location and I'll change your destination get up Abraham and go get up Abraham and go go into a place that I'm going to show you be willing to be different be willing to separate yourself be willing to change your life come on somebody God is designed to change you. He's designed to transform you. He's designed to transform me. Make me something new. But the problem is, I have to be careful. He said, be not conformed. Can I have a few minutes? Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Conformity is what we do. Is we take on the word conform means to be fashioned alike. It's the external appearance. And so if we're not careful, we will uh, have an external appearance like the world. And we try to blend in like the world. But it said, if you don't want, uh, and the Bible says, he that is friend in the world is enemy with God. And so if you want God as your friend, amen, if you want to know what is the good and perfect and, perfect and acceptable will of God, he said, you're going to have to come out and be ye transformed. Don't conform to the world. And that's why you go to certain recovery houses. They try to cut you off from everything. You, you want to change in your life. 
You say, I'm going to cut you off from, you can't hang around the same people. Then the problem with that is they put you in with people that are recovering also. But the problem is everybody don't think the same. Everybody's not really trying to change. Some people just looking for somewhere to stay. Amen. Some people just looking for whatever. And, and some people hadn't really changed their mind. They're conforming to outside rules. But true recovery and true deliverance is that you need to, uh, to be around people who've already been recovered and already have been delivered. Not somebody who's recovering, somebody that's recovered. Or someone who's never needed recovery. And so God is in the recovery business. God has transformed and it's still transforming me. Everybody say process. process. It is a process. Make no mistake. So as I was ready to say, you know what happens with a caterpillar? It grows. And as it grows, it doesn't, the body doesn't, what happens is it has this skeleton on the outside. But it actually, that skeleton is removed. And then it grows another one. And then it grows and eats and eats and eats. And that thing is, is removed. And it grows another. I'm here to tell you folks, this is a process. And so, oh, hallelujah. But the thing is, the things that are around you has to be removed. And so that thing that it was in, it had to be removed. And, and then it would grow some more. And then after it grows some more, they say it, it four, about four times it goes. I'm not talking about after it becomes a, a lava or a larvae or whatever you call it, a caterpillar. I'm talking about after, from that stage, after it hatches from the egg. And then it grows, it eats, eats and grows. And then it gets rid of that skeleton, that, that exterior. And then it grows and grows and grows. And then it gets rid of it again and grows, grows, get rid of it again to the place it can't get any larger. It's chewed up its environment. Now, that's the, that's the process. Everybody say process. process. You can't stay where you are. If you look at yourself and then you look back a year ago and you're still the same, somewhere along the line, you stop the process. Somewhere along the line, you stop growing. Hey, God is interested in you growing. You see, that's why you need to get involved in the church. You need to come to, oh, I go to church. That's why you need Bible studies. Amen. You need to get your involved and stuff involved in a small group. Amen. You need to get some training. Some, we have training classes and things of that nature to help you grow. I'm here to tell you, you're not going to grow on your own. You have to, the only way you're going to grow is you have to eat. You stop eating what you need to eat. You stop getting the nutrients that you need to get. You're going to stop growing. And if you've been in the church for 10 years and you stop, oh, hallelujah. All you do is come listen to the preacher. Hey, I'm telling you what, if you don't get fed on the word of God, you're going to stop growing. Some of you have been living for God a long time and you feel like you're sufficient. You need more of God. It's a process. I'm almost done here. And there's the protection, the covering. That caterpillar gets to a place where it says, you know what? I've been growing and I'm growing and I'm growing and things are happening in my life, but I need a change. 
I'm here to tell you there's some of you that have been growing and growing and growing, and that's all well and fine. But I, I'm here to tell you the Holy. I believe the Holy Ghost is telling you you need a change. I need a, a transformation. I need a renewing of my mind. The word renewal means a renovation. The word renovation actually talks about kind of like a gutting out of a building. And, and, and re-gutting re-gut, that building out and making it new is a, a, a restoration. The word renewal means re- renovation, repair, redecoration. It means an improvement uh, to reconstruct, to overhaul, and to redevelop. God is trying to redevelop you. God is trying to overhaul some things. Why don't you allow God to get in your life and, and gut some things out and make you completely new? I said that is by the mercies of God that you present yourself a living sacrifice. And God is saying, if you do that, I will renovate your mind. I will change how you're thinking. And if I change how you think, you'll be able to change what you do. And then what happens is this caterpillar begins to, in different caterpillars, do it different ways. Some spend whatever. But the thing is, they they, they, uh, build this crystallis. I think it's uh, crystal. Huh? Crystallis. Thank you. Crystallis. They begin to build this crystallis. And we uh, sometimes call it a uh, cocoon. And, and this chrysalis is built. They do it. They, they build it. Hello? Oh, hallelujah. And they begin to build this protection and this wall. And build this wall from the environment. Now, there's nothing influencing on the outside. All the influence is taking place on the inside of the protection. It's the covering. Oh, hallelujah. And while it's being covered, oh, hallelujah, it's being protected. And this is important. This is where the change takes place. When you get under the protection of God, get under his wings. Now, what takes place is you'll notice restriction and constraints. And so once as a caterpillar, you had the liberty to just go from leaf to leaf, eating up everything. But now it's time for you to really be transformed. Now there's going to be some restriction in your life. And you see, you think the restriction is you being imprisoned. You think the restriction is keeping you from life. You think the restriction is keeping you from freedom. You think the restriction is taking something from you. You can't have, oh, hallelujah. You can fill in the blank. I'm not going to be able to enjoy life. I'm not going to be able to have this in my life. You see, if I get myself totally to God, I'm going to, I'm going to have to do away with this and I'm going to have to do away with that and, and I can't live I can't live comfortably like that uh, that's right God is going to take away your comfort because he's going to make you something new there may be restraints placed on you there may be constraints 
You don't understand what the constraint's for. It's not to take away life. It's to give you new life. You see why you're too busy struggling now. Why you're struggling now and fighting within the constraints. God is using that to build up endurance and strength. And yes, he's covering you. Yes, he's protecting you. Yes, he's keeping you from certain things. Yes, he's keeping you from going places you don't need to go. Yes, he's keeping things out that don't need to be in. Yes, there's restriction in your life, but it's working for your good. The Bible tells us God begins to work when you think it's just you doing the work. God is actually working with you. The Bible says in Philippians 2.13, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You see, when you allow God to change your location, and when you allow God to change your habitat, and when you allow yourself to be given over to everything that God tells you to do, there may be restriction, but God is working everything. He gives you the will. Gives you the power. He gives you the mindset to do what pleases him. Last thing. Won't you stand, please? The last thing in this metamorphosis. The last thing. How many need a change in life? Come on, how many God is calling for a change in life? How many God is calling for a life of transformation? We're not done yet. Don't go anywhere. We're not done yet. How many God is saying, you know what? I want to do something in your life. And you wonder what the problem was. You wonder, God, I'm trying. You, 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 you've taken five steps back forward. And next thing you know, you seem like you've gone about ten steps back. And you, what in the world is going on? These are the answers for you. Lastly. That butterfly. Because at this point in the chrysalis, it's no longer a caterpillar. But guess what? The world doesn't see it. The world doesn't know it. The world can't recognize it. But inside that protection, inside that covering, something's been happening over the last few months. Something's been changing over the last few months. It's been some restriction and some constraint there. And everybody wonder, where's sister such and such? I hadn't seen her hanging around anymore. Where's brother so-and-so? He's not at the club anymore. Well, where's this person? They're not doing it. They're not with the, the homies anymore. God says, where, 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 where? I tell you what, they, they're in a place uh, where they are under the wings of God. Uh, they're under the protection of God. Uh, they're under the shadows of God. Uh, and yes, there's restriction, but there's about to be a breakthrough. Yes. And now, 
You see that caterpillar that's been turned to a butterfly. He's been fighting. He's been pushing. He's been developing. He's been changing. He's been reshaped. He's been remolded. He is not the same. His colors have changed. His formation has changed. And all of a sudden, you hear the crackling of the chrysalis. All of a sudden, there's something about to happen. All of a sudden, there's a breakthrough. No more restraint. It's that caterpillar that was bound to the ground. Now it's up perched on a leaf. Now there's a breakthrough that comes in his life. And all of a sudden, what he was just using, just as momentum to help change him. Now that thing is used to cause him to soar. And now it's flapping his wings. All the other creatures are looking around saying, it looks kind of familiar. I I see a certain resemblance. You see, with the transformation of the butterfly, still there's a little bit, a little bit left of the caterpillar. So you can recognize, I know what you were. God is always going to leave, leave something that says, I know what you, but you are different. You have changed. Now you have wings. You have beauty. You have color. And you begin to fly. And you begin to soar. And God is saying, yes, this is my work. I'm here to tell you, under the help of God, God is trying to make something beautiful and something new it's not just about informing you here it's not about informing or conforming it's about transforming you if you feel the call of God the hand of God in your life he's trying to transform you I want you to make your way down to this altar I want you to begin to work there. come on work down this altar hey, if you see something I want you to grab that hand if you feel like God's working in somebody's life grab that hand if you, I want you to come on down come on in Jesus name come on won't you grab your partner grab the person that's next to you won't you come on down come on in Jesus name I want everybody that God is working on everybody that God is moving on everybody with God is saying hey I I want to change something in you. I want to make something new in you. I want you to come on down here. Come on. Come on, maybe you've been in the church for a while and you realize you've been stuck in the mud. You've been stuck in, in, in your pit and you're designed to get from a place that you're in into a place that God has purpose for you. I want you to come on down here. Come on, quickly, quickly, quickly. Come on, fill the altar, fill the altar, fill the altar. Come on, don't stand at the side where people can't walk through. We need to keep the space clear. Come on in, come on down, come on down. I need uh, someone who's leading us a song. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, let's fill the altar. Say, excuse me, if people want to hesitate and they want to delay, say, excuse me, I want to get my transformation. I want to get my breakthrough. Come on, come on, I want to get my blessing. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Won't you lift your hands to God while you're down here? 
Come on, in Jesus' name, close your eyes and get your mind on God. That a change of mind must take place. There need to be repentance that goes on. The word repentance means change of mind. God, I change. I'm not going to trust myself or my ability, my righteousness, my religious acts. I'm not trusting in the fact that I pray or that I fast. It must come from you. church let's pray i need church people to pray i need some prayers up here come on that's it right now come on if you want change if you want transformation amen if you want to be renewed come on just close your eyes get your mind on god i need some altar workers begin to instruct begin to help begin to direct come on they need help come on i just want to move your Come on, don't leave a guest by themselves. Don't pray for the same people. Come on, find somebody to pray with. Don't let our guests pray by themselves. Come on. Won't you pray right now? Father, I want to be changed. 